When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Sporting Goss with Tim Gossage. Morning everyone, this is Sporting Goss, this is Wednesday, this is the home of the AFL Grand Final Saturday night, and don't forget you're here all on AFL Nation or the SEN Stadium call if you're coming to the venue. We are, our officers here at SEN are at Optus Stadium, have been since this stadium uh, was built. And I look out right now on the Southern Oval, which is, separates us from the Camfield. And it is just a hive of activity. There's lots of stuff being loaded in. There's trucks. There's people. There's stuff happening. There's people in high-vis. It is all of a sudden we are in grand final mode. And we're going to be speaking to the Melbourne captain, Max Gorn. He is going to join us. We're going to hear from him. But the feature interview with Max will be heard on Gillian Goss on Friday, along with Gilly's interviews. One-on-one, the Friday focus, thanks to Otis. Gilly has spoken to the last 10 grand final winning captains. So, of course, Cochin a couple of times, Luke Hodge a couple of times, but Shannon Hearn's going to be involved in that as well. Uh, Eastern Wood, of course, who will be in action on Saturday night. So it is a lot to get through on the Gillian Goss show on Friday, including the extended interview with Max Gorn. But we're going to hear from Max a little bit later. We are going to go to Melbourne. Georgie Parker, who does a regular spot here on Wednesdays, and, of course, what took place after the nine o'clock this morning in Melbourne? The earthquake, 5.6, the biggest quakes to hit our shores. And it was felt up across the border in New South Wales, uh, through Canberra, through Adelaide as well. So our thoughts are every, with everyone over there. In Victoria, it's a crazy place to be at the moment. We are 24 degrees. We are heading for top of 27. I think it's going to exceed that. We're going to get close to 30 today. Blue skies, not a breath of wind at the moment. Stunning place to be here in Perth. On today's show, we've got giveaways coming out of our giveaways. We have got, wait for this, Ashes tickets, double passes to the men's or women's Ashes test here in Perth at Optus Stadium. If you don't win the Ashes tickets here, you can get your tickets, search Cricket Tickets and head to cricket.com.au to buy them, but we've got a double pass to give away. Also, a reminder, the quiz, John of Woodvale, Paul of Binningup, Jordan of Bunbury are in Friday's quiz off with Gillian Goss by simply being the last person standing. Today, we have five more questions, and when we do the call... 13, 12, 55, you must call us. You call us and you're the last person standing in today's quiz. You will go into the grand final quiz off of just five people. And one of those people will win a double pass to Saturday night's grand final. 
It is huge. It is huge. Also joining us on the show, Mark Webb, who coaches our state 19s. They're going to be action here on Grand Final Day against South Australia. The best young talent will be here. Hamish Brayshaw, he's got a brother in the sprint. He's got a brother in the game. And he'll be sitting in the stands having a few gauge roads. Rachel Haynes will join us, fresh from making 93 yesterday, of course. And Sean McGruddy will give us a winner for Ascot of the Belmont, should I say. And Miles Fitzner. Yeah, Fitzmagic. You hear him on SEN track. He is a tipping freak. He's a freak. And he has a few winners for us around the country today. Mike. Morning, Goss, and producer to the star. He put an S on the end of it. I've, I've, I've edited it in my own mind. I just wanted to let you all know that my SEN app is always locked on SENWA exclusively. Roy says, I'm safe, Goss. And Double K, looking forward to a great show again. That's good. In Victoria, of course. Roy lives in Templestowe uh, and listens to us on the app as well. 131255 is the number if you want to get through. We've got Gage Roads beers. We've got Mrs. Max Pies. We've got so much to give away. We need your interaction in the show. 131255 or that text number is 0487 736 736. Won't be too long before we hear from Max Gorn. But I want to take you back to Waitley this morning. In Melbourne, Jared was on air. Andrew Bensley was on air also, of course, on SEN uh, track doing his racing show. Both were in the studios of SEN Melbourne when the earthquake of 5.6 rocked Melbourne. Have a listen. Now, did we just get hit by an earthquake? That was... That was amazing. Um, did did that just happen everywhere? The building fully shook. The glasses on the shelf are rocking back and forwards. I, I've never felt a tremor like that in Melbourne before. It, it, are we all in? Do we all feel that? That was a proper earthquake. Um, blimey! As if this town wasn't going through enough. I, I'm quite. I, that was – I'm literally shaken by that. Um, blimey. Okay, uh, so that's got to dance a lot, a $6.50 chance. Uh, we are in a Melbourne studio and we are going through, I reckon, a, an earthquake here or something on air. Our building is literally shaking. Uh, Matt, uh, this is frightening, to be honest, because it's lasting a long time. But uh, it's $6.50 at the moment. Got to dance a lot. Matt, thanks for joining us. Andrew Bensley and Jared Whateley on air on SEN uh, around the network uh, earlier today. If you've got friends and family over there, um, uh, the the protests, the dramas with police, the blockades, the COVID lockdown, the no grand final, um, we can only think of how lucky we are here in Perth. And if you are listening to us on the app and you are in Victoria, our thoughts are with you on so many fronts and we hope that you get through the day without any more dramas. In fact, through the next few days. I know that we are spoilt for choice over here in Perth. And one man who loves being in Perth at the moment, and he's got a big occasion to come, and that, of course, is the grand final on Saturday night. And that is the captain of the Melbourne Football Club. I interviewed him this morning prior to coming on. You'll hear that full interview with... An outstanding young man, a man who has led from the front the Melbourne Football Club, and they are one win away from the big prize. 
Here's what Max Gorn had to say this morning, and you'll hear the full interview on Gillian Goss on Friday about simply being in Perth for the grand final. It is crazy over here in Perth, obviously, with um, AFL uh, sort of lockdown rules and Melbourne lockdown rules. I haven't really seen a member of the general public since before round one. And now I'm over in uh, beautiful Perth, uh, which is basically COVID-free. Um, and walking the streets of Perth sort of this week, you get a real sense of what we've been starved with in Melbourne and just how footy fanatic this place is. And um, as much as I'd love to be playing a grand final, the MCG in front of a home crowd, this is the very next best thing. Um, this is this is a crazy footy-centric town. And I'm sure the granny's going to be a really good spectacle. Your chance to get to the grand final still to come. 13, 12, 55, you've simply got to write that number down. And when we ask you to call... Grand final questions, and the last person standing goes into Friday's morning's Gillian Goss grand final quiz off where someone will win a double pass to the grand final. And they're good seats. They're absolutely top-shelf seats. Speaking of top-shelf, Special K, producer to the oh, star, hey. is here. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Great morning. Look at that weather. Why are you wearing a jumper? Day for it. Why are you wearing a jumper? That's a really good question. It's actually getting a bit warm. Yeah. But usually because I'm anticipating this studio to be about four degrees. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's actually to, quite pleasant today. Welcome to the yes, the <laughs> yeah, icebox. That's it, the icebox, the cool room. Um, no, whip that off and uh, get the guns out. Can You're you, right, because it is sun's just, out, guns out. Can you not out. take any more off, please, because is, we have a no dweeb <laughs> rule. radio. We have a no dweeb rule in our studio. <laughs> what are you know. doing here then? Mate, guns. Oh, yeah. I'm 56, mate. I'm 56. Uh, that is good. Thank you. That is good. Thank it's all that gardening. Um <laughs> Plenty happening in the world of sport, actually. Big blow for the Perth Wildcats, though. Todd Blanchfield ruled out. Ruled out. Thank you for up to four months What's following going on with the knee surgery. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? So we've got the coach still in the states. We've got a player, got in, a player in, Brisbane. in Brisbane in lockdown in Vic Law. Blanchfield's done his knee, and you know they're all training over here and trying to, you know, get the preseason. I'm going to speak to the away. owners about this. They need to sharpen up their bloody act. Figure it out. Get it going, guys. Uh, So damaged the cartilage (laughs) in his left knee last week. Scans revealed he needed surgery. So out for four months, Todd Blanchfield. Not not ideal at all. Although the season is moving further back. That's true. Under COVID. It just keeps moving and moving. He might still be right by round one. It could be. Don't. Hey. Four months. I know people who know people inside the Wildcats, and they told me he might be back by round one. Yeah, yeah, he won't, he won't miss much even if he is out for the start of and it. And he's like old, he's, so he probably know, needs a shorter season. Time to retire, Todd, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Love Todd Blanchfield. Matilda's lost last night against Ireland. 3-2. Stunned. It was Sam Kerr's 100th international really match. They were starting to rival the Wallabies for being... Overrated? Overrated. Wow, we That's a big call. <laughs> um, yeah, 100th game for Sam Kerr. And uh, yeah, 3 2 loss, did she unfortunately. Score? No, I don't think she did. Mary Fowler scored. Oh, I know that she's much. A good and she is good. Very good young player. Yeah. Probably hasn't been given enough chances, really, no, at international she level. She's she took a long, she's got a big career in. Was given one last night, scored. So that was good. Mm. Good to say. Uh, but yeah, 3 2 loss for the Matils. Um, Louis Liner. So Michael Liner. Wallaby's yes, legend. legend, his son, yep. has been given a chance for England. Sorry? For England. To play what? So he's 20 years old. He's eligible to play for England, Australia, or Italy, which is where he was born. 
uh, and Rugby Australia were kind of thinking about, you know, apparently they were sniffing around is what, is what they say. Yeah. Uh, but Eddie Jones said, actually, you know what? You look pretty good. That's just Eddie Jones spiting Australia. Probably. <laughs> Almost so, definitely. 20 years old, so he's okay. uh, he's lining up for uh, for England. Well, so, he's going to be in their 45-man squad for a training camp. What's his name? Louis. So Louis, Ly- I know his brother, Ocean, and I think he's a better player. <laughs> Oh boy! Not a boom. T- has he got boom tissue? I don't reckon he got. I reckon. Why has I reckon he not it, got boom tissue? Yeah. No, I reckon it went over his head. I still. I don't know. He. I reckon he doesn't know why he pressed that button just then. <laughs> oh boy! Um, he has got a, a younger brother actually, Tom. Tom Liner. He plays for the Reds. He's signed for the Reds. He's got and a he, sister. He, Bin. Who? Bin. <laughs> Bin Liner. Yeah, I got that. Again, no boom tish. He's what giving you absolute bagels. Boy. Quake boy. Oh. <laughs> He's rattled. He's shaken. Hey. Oh, shaken. Okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, and the Danny Hodgson benefit game was last yes. night for uh, for the young man, of course, who still finds himself in hospital and apparently was sitting up. There yes, is signs on, of improvement. Yeah, we got 10,000 bucks raised last night well at done, Dorian everyone. Garden. So that was well, fantastic. Well done, everybody. Well yep. done, everybody. Uh, and also the Shield uh, cricket starts in a couple of days, but the one day has started today at Karen Rolton Oval in Adelaide. Yeah, Sean Marsh yeah. Uh, obviously got out, got out for yep. one, which wasn't great, but doesn't matter because the other guys, Philippi. JP and MM, <laughs> Josh Philippi and Mitch Marsh. But you don't, don't call them by their nickname. I don't know if anyone's called Mitch Marsh MM or Josh Philippi JP. We know. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> I'm bringing Bison. new nicknames in for the uh, for the boys. But 70 is uh, what the last score was that I've checked for Josh Philippi and Mitch Marsh on 64. So Correct. a fantastic partnership for those guys uh, WA, currently. One for 140 off 28 overs. Yeah, uh, looking still good. to come, Inglis, Green, Turner, Short. Fair batting lineup. Crikey. Darcy Short comes in at number seven. Wow. He that could, is a side. He could create havoc. Hagar, Ty, Matthew Kelly, and Berendorf in there as well, which is, uh, yeah, a very, very handy. That's a star-studded lineup. Okay. I could play for Australia. You've overstayed your welcome. Uh, out yeah, you go into I your have. little hut. Take Should we jacket. take calls? Can we take calls? I'm really excited about the grand final quiz. 13-12-55. We need to, you know how on Gillian Goss he has, we have the Adam Gill quiz, Yeah. right? Um you can come close to the mic if you want. That's uh, not that big a studio. Um, <laughs> Didn't want to let the doors. <laughs> um, we have that music. Yeah, I reckon we need that music for this quiz as well. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, you know like you know that music. We had that sort of oh, that really funky. Yeah, yeah. You know that really funky. Quiz I know music. the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was me, I'd fire it off right now. If I was, you know, in control of any of the reckon, buttons that do you are... reckon Quake Boy <laughs> is switched on today or has he still got his knickers in a twist at Geelong aren't in the grand final? It's probably the Geelong thing. He's probably just got some excuse. It's on a different button bar. <laughs> it's hard to change it over, hey, I don't think. We don't do techno talk. I want the quiz music. 13, 12, 55. <laughs> Get to it now. Darren says, what about panty liner? He's completely gone to sleep. <laughs> hey, here we go. He found it. <laughs> oh, he's on it. 13, 12, 55, ring now. It is our grand final quiz. Here they come. 13, 12, 55, to put yourself into the last five. Grand final quiz off on Gillian Goss. You've just got to be the last person standing today and you will be 
in that five. 13 12 55, that is the only number that you can call right now. 13 12 55 is that number. Let's go straight to our callers. Simon of Claremont is online. Simon, good morning. Good morning, Goss. All righty. You need to be the last person standing, and if you are, you go into the quiz off. Quiz off, quiz off, quiz off. All righty. Question number one. How many West Coast Eagles have won a Norm Smith medal? You don't have to name them. you just got to give me the number. Three. Not three, Simon, but you can try again. 13, 12, 55 is the number. Good friend, Mike. Mike, good morning. Hi, Goss. How are you, mate? Yes, good. Name me. How many West Coast Eagles have won a Norm Smith medal? Uh, I'll, I'll guess four. Not four, Mike. Not four. Frank? He's in Yanjibup. Mad Eagles man. Frankie. No, you put me on hold. No, Frankie, you're there. You're on air. Oh, geez, straight away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, what have we yeah, got? Yeah. Just to remind yourself you're on air and we're on not on delay. I need to know how many West Coast Eagles have won a Norm Smith medal. Yeah, I know. Um, Short and sharp, Frankie. Five. Five. Just got in. Just in time. Just in time. Question number two. Brian, who won a Norm Smith medal? Brian. There's only one Brian. It's obviously one one. Uh, Three, two, one. Cool. <laughs> Not Brian Cook. No, he probably could have won one as a CEO, no doubt about that. Let's go to our next call. Des, you're in Bunbury. G'day, Des. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Listening on SEN Spirit. Brian who won a Norm Smith medal? Brian. 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 <laughs> Brian who won a... Nah, not BT, not Brian Taylor. He'd like to win one. He would like to win one. All righty. Let's go back to our next caller. And it is, well, Frank's bounced back. 131255 is the number if you're looking to get through because all you're doing is allowing our callers to double up. There's plenty of lines available. 131255. Frank, you never get another crack. Brian, who won a Norton Smith medal? Brian Lake. Yes, nice work by you. Essendon won the flag in 1984. A West Aussie won a Norm Smith. Who was it? 1984. Last game's a good game, Frankie. Yeah, mate, you're killing me. Um, (laughs) Three. West Aussie. Two. One. That's okay, Frankie. That's okay. I know you're a good listener and you'll always bounce back from that. Another Frank is in Bunbury. Frankie, good morning. You there, Frank? Down in Bunbury? Yeah, Frank. uh, Okay, Uh, your question. You need to be last man standing to get into the grand final quiz off for two tickets to the grand final. Essendon won the flag in 84. A West Aussie won the Norm Smith medal. Who was it? Uh, A little redhead. 
What's his name? Are you going to say Darren Buick? Are you going to say Darren Buick? Uh, is it Buick? Oh, uh, he's a little redhead. <laughs> Not quite a little redhead, this bloke. Not a redhead, but anyway, we appreciate it. Well, we might take a hold. We might just take a hold on that. Uh, we'll, we'll get all your numbers back online. We just might want to regroup. There it is there. So the number is 131255 if you want to be in. We're up to question number three. Don't forget, question number three. Simon Goodwin was named the AFL Coaches Association Coach of the Year. He spoke on AFL 360 last night about how he found out that he was given that honour. Yeah, I woke up to a text message. Obviously, we're on Perth time, so it was pretty early in the morning, but he assured I'd be up. And uh, I got a text message from, you know, the great Neil Danaher um, to say that I'd become Senior Coach of the Year. And um, I think that's just an amazing text message to receive from someone so special to our footy club and someone that's, you know, I've been closely involved in for a number of years. You know, I had, um, you know, five years ago, I was doing my Level 4 um, with the with the AFL and um, Neil Danaher was my mentor at the time and you know we'd catch up once a week at Kuyong Tennis Club and talk all things footy and he'd educate me on building a philosophy of the why you do certain things and um, you know he's certainly really instrumental in my development and to get that test text message off him was something really special. You might have to have a chat, Daniel. He lives just around the corner from me. And last week before the prelim final, Goody, uh, a mate of mine who's a big Melbourne supporter, ran past Neil and Neil gave him a wink. <laughs> and then, of course, you had the big win in the prelim final. Well, he ran past him the other day and Neil didn't wink at him. So <laughs> now he's running around uh, the uh, the eastern suburbs of Melbourne trying to find Neil Danaher to get that wink before the grand final. Goody, you might have to tee it up. <laughs> I hope he's winking on Saturday morning, that's for sure. Uh, great stuff. Simon Goodwin, well-deserved. The AFL Coaches Association Coach of the Year. We're up to question three. AFL grand final quiz, a double pass to the big game Saturday night. 13, 12, 55. Let's go to Matt, who's listening on Spirit in Bunbury. Matty, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Matt. Essendon won the flag in 84. West Aussie won the Norm Smith medal. It wasn't uh, Darren Buick. Who was it? Billy Duckworth. Yeah. All righty. Two more questions. Last man standing. You go into the final five on Gillian Goss on Friday. Which Adelaide Crow won back-to-back Norm Smiths? Oh, it'd be Andrew McLeod. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, Andrew McLeod. That's right, in uh, 97 and 98. And the last question to get through to the final, the grand final, which two teams are playing in Saturday night's grand final? Oh, Melbourne and Western Bulldogs. You're through to the final <laughs> five. Well done, Matty. You're through to the final five. And uh, so make sure you are near your phone on Friday morning with Gillian Goss between six and eight. And there's only going to be five people in that quiz off. And it could be you, mate. So all the very best and congratulations on getting through. No worries, mate. Thank you. Good on you. There's uh, Matt from Bunbury. Calls me mate. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know my name. I love all you. But I'd rather be mate than champ. Uh, nice work, Matty. Good stuff. Hey, news is just around the corner, of course. And... We are here, of course, uh, for the Kia news. The Jones boys, Bunbury Kia. Great people, amazing cars. And just for beating Scotty Jones, uh, Southwest Football League umpire of the year and did the grand final on the weekend between Busso and Augusta Margaret River. Well done to Jonesy. Get along to Jones boys, Bunbury Kia. As I mentioned, they are wonderful people, great supporters of our network and amazing cars. It's news time.
25 degrees, stunning day, and the grand final countdown continues. You're listening to Sporting Goss at 28 away from 11. An updated score from Adelaide WA are one for 157. That is a fair start to their one-day campaign. Mitch Marsh, 76 off 97 balls, nine fours and two sixes. And Josh Phillippe, 73 off 85. He's had six fours and also two sixes. So a big score there for the West Aussies. A little later in the show, your chance to also uh, win a double pass to the men's or women's Ashes test here in Perth. Get your Ashes tickets, search cricket tickets and head to cricket.com.au. News just through, uh, interim Collingwood coach Robert Harvey has been appointed as an assistant coach at Hawthorne under Sam Mitchell. So there is some good news for Robert Harvey who re-enters the AFL system as an assistant coach elsewhere. Plenty to get through and plenty of prizes to give away. Just always write this number down, 13 12 55 or text 0487 736 736. We are heading for an estimated top of 27 degrees. Got a feeling we might get very close to 30 by the time the day's out. It's 27 away from 11. Get your pen and paper ready because he's in the house. Sporting Goss on this Wednesday, stunning day. We're heading for a top of 27. I reckon it might get above that. Miles Fitzner, Fitzmagic, who is a big part of our SEN track team, track side, and uh, he's on air uh, today and he's Saturday. He was at the Sporting Globe. Sunday, they all cashed up, and he's been kind enough to join us in studio to give us a couple of winners. So if you are gambling responsibly... You've had a busy time since you're coming to Perth. It's very busy for me. Thanks for having me here, Goz. Uh, <laughs> love being here. Uh, nice to meet you in person. You guys have made me feel really welcome here. And for a boy from the sticks that's never been to a grand final before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and to be uh, doing some <laughs> things this week and, you know, we'll have dinner last night with Adam Gilchrist and Paul Hazelby and then <laughs> I'm just on a Zoom call with... Matty Lloyd and Campbell Brown. I don't even know what I'm doing here, to be perfectly honest. Ah, no, you handle yourself really well. Mate, we haven't got long, but we do need a couple of winners, and you are a tipping guru if Saturday and uh, Sunday was any uh, indication. And we have a lot of people who do like to have a little bit of a wager. We've already spoken to Sean McGruddy on the show. But, so before we go, we need some winners from you. It doesn't matter where they are. If they're going around, we want a winner. Well, I've got a few today. I've got one at Gosford for you. Race four, number four, Quantico, uh, Johnny O'Shea. So... I'll try and get through them. Flemington, they've got a big opinion of yeah. this one. Race two, number one, Contemporary from the Godolphin Yard. They think this horse is a smarty, genuine smarty. Let's go to Oakbank. Give you one in every state. Oakbank. Race seven, number 11, Pollyanna. I'm going to have a little go there. And because the track's now a soft seven at Oakbank, there's a horse of Ryan Balfour's in race four, number nine, Kungu Maru. Uh, really loves it wet. I've spoken to Ryan Balfour before. Loves it wet. And I've got one other one for you Saturday. I've got a runner running. I've got two runners, actually, at Morfordville on Saturday. But there's one there, race six, number eight, Triton Rising. Uh, I think we'll go very close. Going to have maybe a little win in Adelaide and then head off to Melbourne for the spring. All righty. So today, Gosford, race four, number four, Flemington, race two, number one, Oakbank today, race four, number nine, and race seven, number 11. And then at Morfordville on the weekend in South Australia, race six, number eight, Triton Rising. That's it. And I've got a, I've got another one there, Bert Whistle in the Stayers, but Triton Rising, I think, over the 1250 be 
ready to go. And nothing from Belmont today across the road. No, well, I, I, I haven't quite finished the last couple of Belmont yet, to be perfectly honest. I, I was up at four and then I started form and then I've had this breakfast and Hayes was in there, so I'm, I'm, I'm catching up slowly. You're doing a great job. SEN Track is where you get it on 657AM. Fitzy, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Goss. Thanks for having me. Yes, there he is. Fitzmagic. You can hear him on SEN Track with tags and the rest of the team. There's some winners for you. Race four, number four at Gosford. Race two, number one at Flemington. Oak Bank, race four, number nine. Race seven, number 11. And then on Saturday, we're going to have a little piece of race six, number eight at Morfordville. This is Sporting Goss. Mitch Marsh, 94 off 105 balls. Josh Phillippe, 75. WA, 1 for 177 after 33 overs in their game against South Australia, their 50-over game. Let's turn our attention now to our regular on Wednesday. Try McCafe's new blend. It's coffee fit for an Aussie, Georgie Parker. Georgie, it's been a crazy time in Victoria and Melbourne in particular. And today, wow. Like, Wow. What is going on? Yesterday we've got riots. This morning I'm just sitting there on the toilet and then suddenly the building's shaking. So I had to hurry up quickly just in case I get found with my pants down. So it's, um, it's a wild day. I don't know what to expect tomorrow. Um, but, you know, it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? It has. Now, Jared Waitley and Andrew Bensley were both on air on SEN in out of Melbourne at the time. Uh, you're intrigued by Andrew Bensley's focus on staying in his lane and staying on course. Yeah, absolutely. He was, I'm sorry, bad time to take a bite. Um, yeah, just... Uh, what are you eating? <laughs> lunchtime. I thought you were going to cut to some audio. <laughs> I'm like, great time to Don't take a bite dare. of my pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, incredible. Literally, there were so many people on air um, at the time. All the you know breakfast radio, all the um, news sites on TV as well. Um, and you didn't, you don't know what was going on. I remember my first air, um, earthquake. I was in Chile, and everyone just kind of stops for a second just to evaluate what it was, and then they keep going on because they're used to it. None of us are used to it here, so it's kind of a bit of, well, what um, what was that? What's going on? And but you know, he straight kept kept his eye on what he was doing and straight back into the odds. He certainly did. Have a listen to Andrew Bensley from this morning on SEN Track. Okay, uh, so that's got to dance a lot, a $6.50 chance. Uh, We are in a Melbourne studio and we are going through, I reckon, an earthquake here or something on air. Our building is literally shaking. Uh, Matt... uh, this is frightening, to be honest, because it's lasting a long time. But uh, it's six dollars fifty at the moment. Got to dance a lot, Matt. <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know, we're in an earthquake, but it's six dollars fifty. Straight back on the horse. Nice work, Hoss, Hoss Bensley, doing a great job. Hey, we just had the news that Robert Harvey's staying in the coaching ranks. Yeah, definitely. And um, Hawthorne, you know, Clarko is gone, but he's getting some good talent coming in to replace him, of course, um, over there at Hawthorne. It's a club that everybody, it's a destination club, isn't it? So it's gone from Collingwood, which has been a bit of a, a rabble, hasn't it, the last couple of years. So um, Robert Harvey's a good guy, lot, lots to, to teach and to learn. And 10 years over at Collingwood for him, a nice little change of scenery over at Hawthorne as well. So they'll be pulling together their coaching ranks. And I think it's an exciting prospect. And then they've got a lot of growth to, to come through. And um, I guess it's exciting to see there at Hawthorne for sure. Yeah, very calming influence too is Robert Harvey yeah. to work with Sam Mitchell. The grand final yep. sprint, Eagles v Dockers. Is this taking your fancy mm. on the weekend? Not particularly. The grand final sprint at the best of times doesn't really um, 
do it much for me because it's it's never the fastest players because they're all on holidays or they're not in condition as well for it. So it's a bit of an interesting one for me because it's a bit tokenistic um, and it's kind of you've got to somehow coax these players into doing it. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but I guess over there in WA, it's exciting for the Frio guys and West Coast supporters, I guess, to, to see some of their youngsters have a run around. Yeah, it's an interesting one because like, I have no doubt there is some concern from both football clubs about their players being in off-season, and they are, and running flat out over 100 metres. I, I, I reckon there would be some concern. What I do think to help both clubs maybe slow the players down to keep a, a basic uh, uh, seal on how fast they can run is give them a footy and make them bounce the ball every 15 metres like they would in a game. I like it, Goss, because it keeps it brings in as well that um, that oh, what's what I'm thinking of um, technique. No, what, what am I even thinking of? It brings some skill into it. Skill, that's yeah, what it's a skill of. set, it and it's an AFL skill. and it's an AFL skill set. And if you drop yep. the ball and leave it behind, you're out. So if the, it could be a last man standing, and it certainly will be. I, I think it's a skill. I think it would add to it. I think it'll add to the intrigue, and I think uh, people would love to see. Andy Brayshaw, five metres in front, running to the line, have one more bounce and it not come back. Can you imagine the emotion and the crowd going absolutely feral with it? I think bouncing the ball would be a good element to it. Oh, I think so too. You have to bounce it, you know, eight times over the 100 metres, whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah. Keep that into it. It's six times. Good maths, Georgie. Um, <laughs> and it, it, I, I think it's exciting. And what's cool about that is some players are better at bouncing on the run than others. And you can kind of watch them do it. Um, and the confidence you get from your good first bounce as opposed to having a poor first bounce, I think it would yep. be way more exciting and um, something for the players to think about. And you said slow them down, keep them a little bit safer. Because I tell you what, when you haven't sprinted for a while and you're going out sprinting, um, I'd be a bit nervous. Can you imagine somebody doing a quad in, in the grand final um, sprint off? <laughs> no. Well, Nick Nat, I'm pretty sure Nick Nat knew he did a hammy in the grand final sprint several, several, several years ago. I'm sure he did a hammy in either the one of the oh. – not don't even if made it final. He might have done it out on Punt Road because that's where they used to have all the heats and then go in for the run. And, yes, and I think did they do he heats have, for it? Well, they used to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm unaware of that. Unaware oh, no, it's very, very serious. Uh, just quickly, I know you're a South Australian and we won't hold that against you, but at the moment, <laughs> WA have just passed 200 in the 35th over, one for 201. Mitch Marsh, 96. Josh Phillippe, 95. So it's a battle on to reach the 100 first between those two. WA, one for 202. Last one for you. You are in Melbourne and we know that the Melbourne yep. Storm are a big part, a very big mm. part of the sporting landscape over there. And what about that gesture coming from that club? Oh, beautiful gesture from the club. They're a very, very well-liked club, even by non-NRL fans here in, in Victoria. I think that they know that they're the secondary sport, I guess, down here, but they're just so successful. Um, and they provide something for their fans week in, week out. And the last couple of years, they've not been able to do that. So they have given all their members, Victorian members next year, 23,000 of them, I think it is, they're giving them their membership next year for free because they've just not been able to come and watch and support. And I guess when they're a successful a big club like they are, they're able to provide and give back to those fans. And it's a huge gesture for the Victorian community who just need something to smile about. And hopefully, fingers crossed, next year, 
um, you know, sport is back onto normal in this town or city, I should say, that just loves that sport and hasn't been able to embrace it this year. So a huge gesture from the Melbourne Storm. And I can imagine that a few AFL clubs are probably thinking, what can they do to give back to their fans? Because it's been tough for them over here. And other, other states have been able to reap some rewards. Obviously, WA, one of them having to get, you know, the best show in the land next week or this weekend. But hopefully some other Victorian clubs can follow. No doubt. Uh, before I let you go, mm-hmm. Sam Kerber bowling to Josh Philippi at Karen Rolton Oval in Adelaide in the uh, the fourth ball of the 35th over, six. The fifth ball six. of the 34th over, six. six. The last ball of the 35th over, six. six. Three <laughs> consecutive sixes to reach his 100, Josh Philippi. Next ball of the next over, Nathan McAndrew to Mitch Marsh, four. Both players have reached the century since we've been talking to you. WA, one for 212. They have just smashed the South Australian bowling attack. Oh, you don't want to remember that over. That is an over that you wish you had one of those men in black things that erased your memory. That's what you want. (laughs) Hey, Georgie, last time we chat before the grand final Saturday, um, Mm -hmm. how are you taking it in, my darling? What are you doing? Uh, I'll be watching it, I guess, alone at home. We can't really do much, but um, I'm so excited. It's such a, a good couple of teams with a couple of good stories as well. So I'm just excited for hopefully it's not what it was in the prelim. Um, if Melbourne played like that, well, they did in the prelim, I would have said that they were going to go through and just win this in landslide. But then Western Bulldogs did what they did to Port Adelaide the next day. So I think it's going to be a ripper of a game. Um, and then I... You know when you get to this point of the season of footy and you can't wait for the grand final because it's the best day in of the year, but then it's all over and it's like, now what? I've got to wait months for this to happen again. So bittersweet, I find, grand final day. No doubt. Enjoy it. Thank you for joining us <laughs> again you. and appreciate we chat again uh, next week on Gillian Goss. Enjoy the grand final call, Goss. I'll talk to you later. Good on you. There's Georgie Parker, a big part of what we do here on SENWA. One for 215 in the 36th over. Josh Philippi, 104 not out off 97 balls. Mitch Marsh, 101 off 113 balls. Between them, they've hit 24s and eight sixes against South Australia. Now, I'm not at the ground. I don't know how big that ground is. I saw Kane Corns out there. I'm going to might ask Cornsy, Karen Rolton Oval, how big that is. I know what Kane will say. No idea where Karen Rolton Oval is. We go to a break. We hear from Jared Waitley on air this morning on Waitley when the earthquake hit in Melbourne. This is your Sporting Goss. Now, did we just get hit by an earthquake? That was uh, that was amazing. Um, did, did that just happen everywhere? The building fully shook. The glasses on the shelf are rocking back and forwards. I, I've never felt a tremor like that in Melbourne before. It, it, are we all in? Did we all feel that? That was a proper earthquake. Um... Blimey, as if this town wasn't going through enough. I'm quite, that was, I'm literally shaken by that. Um, Blimey. Philippi wants to get there as well. That's a nice strike. That's probably the biggest we've had so far. It's going to roll away toward West Terrace. And another six now up toward 89, Josh Philippi. Again, down the wicket. And that's going to go, same result, back-to-back sixes. And he joins the 90s party. Does he want to go three in a row? 
Bring it up in style. He'll try. It's in the air. Is it going to get there? Yeah, it is. Josh Philippi. Quite something. What a way to bring up your first 100 in domestic one-day cricket. Three sixes in a row for Josh Philippi at Karen Rolton Oval. WA one for 217 in the 37th over. Mitch Marsh on 102. Philippi now on 105. And what better time to play that to a South Australian who's joined us in the studio? Kane Corns has been here doing his breakfast show and doing all things for SEN and AFL.com and Channel 9. He's been mm. everywhere. Uh, you happy with that score? No, I'm not, but I'm not surprised by it, guys. I mean, has there ever been a leaner time for South Australian cricket than what the Redbacks have delivered? I think 95, 96 in the Shield staff and 2011 with the one-day stuff, but they are an awful team. I came with some optimism. <laughs> I interviewed the captain, Travis Head, yesterday, and he said uh, the preseason has been great. They've never been fitter. The culture is brilliant. It's magnificent. <laughs> And they serve this up. Because <laughs> we uh, were together yesterday very briefly and uh, I just we literally got news bearing down on us. But what's your take on WA in this grand final? A magnificent. Uh, blown away by the hospitality, the welcome. I think you have what you have done, and it's a credit to the Western Australian people, is you've embraced the event but knowing you're borrowing it. And I think there's been a level of respect of the situation going on with the, the rest of the country but making sure that whilst you've got it, you're going to put on an absolute show. So the hospitality, I think the mood around the place, unbelievable. I'm very fortunate to be here. And I think it's going to be one of the great grand final spectacles. Agree. Now, you do you love a good run, and you yes. did mention to me very briefly, Goss, oh. I might run from the hotel to Cottesloe. Now, <laughs> yeah. that's, no one does that. Well, no, no I'm, I'm sure it, they do. No, no they do No, runners are crazy. It's only about 20K. I looked it up. <laughs> It's so no, I've been on a couple of magnificent running in Perth. Yeah. Honestly, like yeah, so, I spend you know probably eleven hours a week running. So I'll find some good tracks, and I've found some unbelievable ones. Went on a beautiful one this morning. Magnificent weather. So where do you find time I to might, go for a run this morning? I might move here, Goss. Would you have me? Would we have you, Goss and Cornsey? There's the and red Gilly. Ca- there's the red carpet. Yeah. for you, great man. Hey, enjoy the rest of the week. See Kane Corns, you can hear him on all the SEN app platforms, of course. With Hazy on SENSA and, of course, uh, filling in for Jared. He's on the nine shows. He's on everything. He is, he is our Eddie Maguire or our Lord Mayor. Or what is, I don't know. He's famous and he's good and he's a great part of what we do. Hey, 26 degrees, heading for top of 27. We are going to get to 30, no doubt. Plenty more to come in the next hour. Here's the news. Thanks to Kia, Jones Boys Bunbury. Well, we all love a good curtain raiser, and we're going to have a wonderful curtain raiser on Saturday ahead of the AFL Grand Final here at Optus Stadium. And that will be, of course, the WA Football Commission have uh, got it up and running, and that is our WA Under-19s taking on South Australia at Optus Stadium, 1 o'clock, a little over four hours before the main event. But what an exciting occasion for our young stars of the future. And the coach of the State 19s is Mark Webb, a man who's... Uh, well, no stranger to big-time footy, of course, in his time at Subiaco and Claremont and the Fremantle Dockers and the like. Webby, appreciate your time, mate, and uh, you must be excited about Saturday. Yeah, thanks, Goss. No, really excited. It's one of the privileges that I think that um, all the boys are really looking forward to and, and us as the uh, state team and state programmer and are really excited because it's um, potentially a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so we're all geared up and, and hopefully it uh, turns on weather like it is today. Yeah, stunning day. Now, your team, well, it's been probably decimated. The timing of it, the opportunity to play at Optus on grand final day, you've got to take that. 
Uh, South Australians yep. can get in, which is great news. But unfortunately, with the Waffle Finals still being on and the like, you're going to have a number of your stars not available. Yeah, look, that's that's always the, the scenario. We sort of looked at it, and, and um, the uh, the Waffle uh, admin team, and, and certainly uh, Scotty Baker and Lucky Sanders knew that was going to be the potential probably six to eight weeks ago when the decisions were made to prolong the season and, and to do that. Um, and we always had the option that potentially we could pull the players out, but we're really strong in, in the belief and, and the players were keen to play with their team and get the opportunity if they can to play in a um, Colts grand final next week. And we fully support that. And, and certainly that um, I think that um, we we get the great chance to, there was probably five, six guys who, we're pushing hard for selection that first game that missed out and they get their opportunity this weekend and there's still three or four of those guys who didn't get selected that have been um, uh, invited to the uh, national combine or the, the, the state combine that, that's sort of taken over now so they'll be wanting to push their case to, to get selected in the national draft as well. I don't know where to look when it comes to some of these names and uh, in this strange type of world that we're in um, uh, some really good talent and I, and I talk of names that jump off the page Woe Woden, Cripps, Warner, Hagen's a fine young player, Amos of course uh, is there as well. Just tell us a bit about the, Matt Johnson of course who's at Subiaco. Yep. Um What's our stocks like, Webby? You, you see them firsthand, and you know, and and we don't know much about sort of the opposition. But just in regards to the stocks available, not just this game this weekend, but that you've seen go through the system this year, um, what are our chances of having a lot of players into the AFL draft system and and go into the uh, onto an AFL list? Yeah, I think it's it's really positive, Goss. I think the challenge certainly will be for the recruiters and the list managers around how to, again, how to sort of get the players and line them up between states. So obviously in Victoria, they had a, a, a period at the start of the year where they were playing consistently and then towards the back end of the season, they've had no football, whereas we've probably missed, we've had a couple of hiccups here and there, us and South Australia have. Um, obviously to play that first game against South Australia and, and so many of our players to perform well gives them that bit more light and opportunity to get drafted. So... The big thing, I think, from our point of view and looking at the national focus has been we've got a pretty even bunch of players in that um, the potential certainly there to, to have quite a few go and, and certainly within that. Um, and players like um, in the midfield, sort of Johnson, Erasmus, have, have been uh, playing some good football, being consistent through there. Um, and then we've got some quality tools, probably that's we've uh, been, been lucky enough to have some quality tools um, stand up and play some good football. So guys like uh, Basil and Van Ruin played a, a really good game in the in that first game against South Australia. And then our tall forwards in um, yeah Jai Amos, um, and then guys like Benning and Jack Williams certainly played well as well. So um, that's a real positive. Probably to have that much depth as in our tools has been been great from our point of view. And and I think the AFL recruiters have have been happy to see us uh, being able to play those players as well. What's your chances against South Australia? What do you know? How do, how have you? What's the reconnaissance like on what their team they're bringing over? Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's pretty similar to us. Like um, they've they've finished their cult season, so they um, they shorten their cult season so they could finish. So they're going to have a bit more availability over the spread of their team. But I think they'll still have. 
four or so of their real top ones that will play um, in the um, in the uh, senior finals. So again, they'll lose a, lose a few of their their top line ones that um, potentially you know could make a difference. So they could have a bit more. But again, I'm, we're really confident that. There's probably four or five of the um, the 19s that were were didn't get the opportunity that would come in and play this game that um, are certainly on AFL radars and and have that potential. And then beyond that, we've probably got three or four of the 17s that could come in and who have uh, shown some good form in the Colts this year too. And and it gives us the opportunity to look at them and and start to develop them for their, our program next year as well. So. Yeah, we're confident we're going to have a, a competitive team. It is very hard because I think both sides won't truly know what they're going to play and what the team's going to be like until we uh, we put it out there on grand final day. Mark Webb, the coach of WA State 19s, our guest on Sporting Goss, taking on South Australia at 1 o'clock at Optus Stadium on grand final day. You trained at the ground um, uh, on the North Oval, which, of course, is uh, on the north side of Optus on the railway side, and you could get the vibe that the grand final feeling has, has arrived in Perth. The boys must have been excited just to be close to Optus. Yeah, it was. It was, it was again, a beautiful night to train. Weather was perfect, um, no breeze, and you could just start to feel it. There was all these support cars, they're putting the stands or the marquees up around you, and, and just people jogging around the stadium, people <laughs> walking around the stadium. There's that real vibe, and I know you know, Goss, sort of when you're in grand final week in Melbourne, you start to get that feel when you walk around the MCG mm-hmm. and, and it's sort of that has rubbed off, I think, in Perth at the moment. And, um, yeah, we feel really privileged that the AFL have been able to, to do this and, and it does come, you know, like it's a, it is a privilege um, being able to play on grand final day. They've opened the gates earlier to allow ticketed people to come in and watch the game. So that, that's great. It's sort of get that old feel where you, you could come watch the uh, the stars of the future before the grand final. So we're hoping to get some some good support there on, on grand final day, and then also we can stay back and watch a hopefully a exciting game of the two two really informed teams in the AFL. Yeah, exciting times for everyone involved. Who do you think will win the big one between the Bulldogs and Melbourne? Yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, I think it's probably Melbourne. I, I just the way they they played against Geelong, I haven't seen a team really in all parts of their game, just don't totally dominate. And, and really, they look so clean and strong in the contest, strong on the outside. And, and then they've got their dangerous forwards and, and, and the like. I thought they really put it as complete a performance as I've seen for a long time from a team. Um, and certainly, uh, yeah, I think the Bullies will come with a fight. I just think Melbourne's probably got that um, little bit of an edge and I think they'll just get over the line. Exciting times for everyone in football. Great place to be, WA. We're very, very lucky, in particular, what's been taking place in Victoria and including the earthquake today. So we wish everyone well over there. But at the moment, we're enjoying our freedom here in the West and we're looking forward to seeing the the future stars of our game. The WA 19s take on South Australia from 1 o'clock here at Optus Stadium. Mark Webb is the coach. Appreciate your time, Webby, and uh, have a good one on the weekend and enjoy the game. Yeah, thanks, Goss. Mark Webb here on Sporting Goss. Well, as we know, WA and South Australia are playing in a one-day game in Adelaide today, but our Australian women's team have certainly been underway for some time and, well, they continue to win and win consecutive ODIs. 25, that world record run continues 
And yesterday it was the Great Barrier Reef Arena in Mackay. Sounds like a fantastic venue. And one person who I'm sure is up and about today is Rachel Haynes, fresh from 93 not out, leading the Aussies to that victory over India. Rachel, congratulations. First things first, um, 25 consecutive ODI victories. I know it probably doesn't drive the team, but, gee, it's a, a nice winning streak to have. Keep going. Uh, thank you. Yeah, look, it's um, it's quite remarkable, I guess, when, when um, you hear people talk about it. It's, as you said, it's not something that we... Um, I guess focus on too much in our environment, but I'm sure, um, you know, perhaps when we all finish up eventually, it'll be something we look back and, um, yeah, we've, we've fond memories and, and something to be quite proud of. Tell us a bit about Great Barrier Reef Arena. It sounds very, very nice. Yeah, look, it was a pretty hot day yesterday, to be honest. I think most of us have been um, at home in the southern states and uh, it was a bit of a shock to the system yesterday walking out um, in 30-degree heat. But, yeah, it's a great venue. They've, they've done a fantastic job putting it all together um, at, sh- at such short notice as well. So the wicket played really well uh, and, yeah, it was really good conditions for one-day cricket. As you talk about such short notice, but also the fact is you're all coming from your, your southern states in this COVID-crazy world. I mean, what was the preparation like going into yesterday's game and did you feel like it was all going to click straight away like it did because it was a pretty effortless result? Yeah, we've all had really different preparations, to be honest. So obviously the players from uh, New South Wales and Victoria have been a, a little bit hamstrung in terms of what we've been able to do um, and then having to do a hard quarantine um, before the start of the series. So it, it was really different to perhaps what we're used to in terms of our, our preparation. But yeah, it was really pleasing to see uh, players make the most of their opportunity. I think if you look at someone like you know Darcy Brown with the, the new ball up front, she was fantastic and to get four wickets uh, in only a second ODI was was pretty special and then um, for Hannah Darlington as well to make her debut and have an impact with, with the ball I think it's um, a great reflection of the depth in Australian cricket and really positive signs for our side. It does. I mean, teenagers, and you talk about Brown and Darlington, which is fantastic, and you have been in that system for a while. What I liked about it, and probably the uh, Elise Perry didn't, it wasn't an Elise Perry-driven bowling performance. You talk about those youngsters who came in, took the wickets, and looked like they belonged. Yeah, I think it's probably a great reflection of perhaps how strong the, the pathway is now and how the Domestic cricket is really um, getting players to, to play um, at the international level. I think WBBL has really helped with that mm. um, in terms of just the strength that it is not only in Australian cricket, but internationally as well. We've been able to attract some of the best players in the world. Um, it certainly has a, a positive impact on, on players coming through and helping them understand perhaps what they need to do to, to be successful at the next level. So... Yeah, I would definitely say that that's had a, a really positive impact on our team. And, and as you said, it was really pleasing. I think just from a, the sides perspective that some new players who got an opportunity stood up and, um, yeah, hopefully that'll continue along this series. Rachel Haynes, our guest on Sporting Goss, fresh from Australia and their 25th consecutive ODI victory. Of course, it's a world record. They beat India in their series, uh, series opener yesterday. Uh, Mathali Raj mentioned after the game that, Basically, the ruthless treatment of India's spin attack by Australia is a problem for the tourists that they need to rectify ahead of Game 2 on Friday. Was that part of the plan or did they, they did, did they not hit the right areas as spinners or did you, as a game plan, yourself and Alyssa and, um, and Meg, have a plan to go after them early to basically put them on the back foot? 
Uh, yeah, I suppose every batter's got their, their own individual plan on how they, they want to play um, the Indian attack. But, yeah, we certainly spoke about, I guess, individually as batters, how we wanted to approach their, their bowling attack. It's probably quite different to some of the other international sides and even to our own side in terms of um, perhaps the lack of pace on the ball as opposed to, you know, if you come up against our attack, it's, we've got, obviously got a, a couple of fast bowlers um, who can really push the ball through and those sorts of things. So it is actually quite an adjustment as a batter to have to um, change tempo a little bit against um, an attack that has more pace off the ball. So, yeah, it was really pleasing to see um, how how we went about it yesterday and that we were able to execute under pressure. And, um, you know, in the past, someone like Poonam Yadav has probably had our mark in terms of being able to take wickets and um, unsettle our batting lineup. So I thought that we, we did a really good job yesterday nullifying her. And um, yeah, there, there probably wasn't a, a lot of scoreboard pressure as well. Um, which allowed us probably just to take our time a little bit if, if someone did start bowling a good spell. 58 uh, innings to get past 2,000 ODI runs, the fourth fastest Australian to reach that figure for yourself. Uh, I didn't see the vision, but I have read online that you walked off somewhat, um, I don't know, I, I think it's a visual more than uh, probably fact. Were you admonishing yourself? Were you disappointed you couldn't get to the, to, to the century? Was that part of your plan in the closing overs? Uh, not at all, really. I wasn't too fussed about that at all, and mm. it certainly wasn't something that um, Meg or I spoke about out there. I think we just wanted to have a, a really um, decisive victory, and I think to chase that total only one wicket down and still with, I think it was eight or nine overs to go, mm. um, you know, it just sort of shows on that wicket you probably needed to get closer than that 300 mark um, to, to really, uh, I guess, put the opposition on the back foot. So... Yeah, from my point of view, I think particularly this time of year, it's just nice to spend some time in the middle. And, um, yeah, we haven't really been able to play games or we haven't been able to play games back in New South Wales. It's just been limited to to net time and those sorts of things. So from my point of view, um, yeah, it was just really nice to to spend some time in the middle and and make sure that I was there at the end to get the team over the line. Yeah, a bit of normality in life. I know you've been in touch with your family today down in Victoria and we've woken to that news of that earthquake and I'm seeing some pictures online, a pretty scary time for everyone, plus all the dramas in Victoria at the moment, plus the COVID lockdown, plus the frustration of the lockdowns. It's nice just to get out, smell some fresh air and uh, and the grass. And I suppose that's one part of the enjoyment of, of, of yesterday for you and the rest of the group. Yeah, it's certainly been a, a little bit of a, a tough time. Um, I think for everyone at different stages, it's probably having the go in and out of lockdown and, um, you know, have plans cancelled or not be able to see families or, or have um, work interrupted and those sorts of things. So from our, our point of view, it was really nice to have the opportunity to play international cricket again. And for a while there, it was looking like potentially this series uh, might not go ahead. Um, so, yeah, we're really grateful to the Queensland government for allowing us to, to come up here and play. And hopefully um, for the people who are still working their way through um, difficult times in in New South Wales and, and Victoria and, and elsewhere. Hopefully it's um, brought a, a little bit of joy to, to their day and, um, yeah, they can, can follow our team throughout the series. Yeah, well spoken. Yeah, 100% agree. I think sport has gives gives us all a bit of relief and uh, gives us something to, to watch. All the sports nuffies out there who just love turning on the TV and it would be a pretty sad old world if we didn't have that. So Friday you're back up again. You're obviously going to be expecting India to be better. Do you envisage changes inside your group to give everyone a taste of it, to dust the cobwebs off 
um, knowing, you know, as you said, it's been an interrupted build-up for everybody. Would Do you envisage some changes to the team just to give some people a chance to roll their arm over or swing the willow? Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure what the, the plan is from Meg and, and Matthew's perspective. I know, obviously, it's very early on in our summer and we've got a, a really big um, probably six to 12 months coming up. So I think probably first and foremost, they'll, they'll look to let people settle in mm. um, and reward performances that have, have been put out there. But, yeah, I've got no doubt, probably even within this series, that we might see some different faces at, at different times throughout it because it is a, a lot of cricket in a quite a condensed period of time. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure some different players will, will get some opportunities and, you know, potentially someone like Nick Carey, who unfortunately missed the opening game due to a, a little niggle, maybe she might come back into contention. But, um, yeah, I, I assume that based on, on, on past... Um, selections and those sorts of things. They, they generally like to keep a pretty settled side. Uh, one before I let you go, Rachel, appreciate your time. Rachel Haynes from the Aussie women cricket team off their win against India and they're up there in Queensland. Uh, when you are in sort of lockdown and restricted what you can do, how does a bat batter find form? How, how, do you, how did you train? How did you entertain yourself? How do you just keep basic fitness and hand-eye coordination? Yeah, it was, well, I guess leading in and, and being at, at New South Wales, um, it was just literally net time. And that sometimes can be a little bit of, not give you a great indication of where you're at because you, you can't necessarily see where the ball's going. And then you start thinking about how well you're hitting as opposed to the runs you're scoring. Um, so from my perspective, I, I tried just to physically get as, as fit as I could heading into this series, knowing that we'd have that two-week hard or quarantine um, and then coming out it was just about spending time in the middle so we had a, a couple of practice games um, an inter-squad one and then we had a, a warm-up game against India and for me it's just about trying to spend some time in the middle I, I know that um, the more I do that the more sort of free-flowing uh, things will become so yeah really really happy with I guess the start and, and now it's just about building on that and getting it a bit more expansive um, across the series. Crazy time. It is, uh, what are we, two-thirds of the way through September and we're talking international cricket and men's one-dayers in the domestic season. We still haven't had an AFL grand final or an NRL grand final. It's uh, it's amazing how the world is changing and ever-changing. You're a part of that. Congratulations on your form for the first one day. Good luck on Friday and for the rest of the series. And We look forward to seeing Australia take part in the, uh, in the next 12 months in uh, so many competitions, of course, of cricket and uh, in a time that we all need sport as an outlet, uh, and you're a big part of it. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks very much. Rachel Haynes joining us, of course, all part of the Aussie women cricket team. 25 wins in a row. That is a remarkable run. They're almost like the Perth Wildcats. This is Sporting Goss. 27 past 11 and an update from the Karen Rolton Oval in Adelaide as Kane Corn said just about 1k uh, out away from the Adelaide Oval 3 for 271 WA after 43 overs Mitch Marsh is out for 111 Ashton Turner is 20 not out he's getting amongst the runs and Josh Philippi who opened the innings 127 not out off 110 balls, nine fours and seven sixes. So WA expected to get close to 350. Still to come, Hamish Brayshaw from the West Coast Eagles and talking about his brothers, of course, who will be in action on Saturday. One in the game, one in the sprint. And I think we'll ask Hammer what he'll be doing. I've got a feeling he might be sitting up the top having a few gauge roads and enjoying the hospitality somewhere as he watches his brothers do their thing. 
And Sean McGrady, he's only got the one ride today at Belmont, but he does talk about a few other rides he's got ahead of Saturday at Belmont on grand final day and also on the Monday at Northam. So Shooter McGrady, get your pen and paper ready if you are looking to get a winner or two and always gamble responsibly. 13-12-55 is the number. You know what? I'm not going to ask for anything, Chris. I'm just going to say, if you're the third caller on 13-12-55, ringing, listening on the app. If you're an app listener right now, so basically the Perth metropolitan region predominantly, because if you're on the East Coast, you're not going to get here for it. We've got a double pass to either the men's or women's ashes test in Perth. If you want to go to the, you want to go to the cricket, the ashes test, be our third caller listening on the app, wherever that may be. 13, 12, 55, third caller, and I've got a double pass to the men's or women's ashes test here at Optus Stadium. 13, 12, 55. We've exceeded our 27 degrees. It was always going to happen. 27 and a half. We are going to get to 30. I have a sneaking suspicion. There's not a breath of wind out there at the moment, so no sea breeze. 13, 12, 55. You don't have to do anything. Just speak to Special K. That should be enough incentive. If you want to go to the Ashes test, I've got a double pass to give away. And just a reminder also, if you want to get your tickets for the Ashes, search Cricket Tickets and head to cricket.com.au. News is next. This is your Sporting Goss. Stunning day, 28 degrees already at 28 away from 12. Just a reminder, Friday's Gillian Goss from 6 o'clock Grand Final Edition. Gillian has spoken to the captains of the last 10 Grand Finals, Premiership winning teams. Amazing chats about the moments in games and the moments prior to a game that they felt in their heart of hearts turned the game their way. It is going to be a wonderful show. Max Gorn. He will also join us after 7.30. We had a brief chat to Max. In fact, we might play that right here if we can. Max Gorn speaking on uh, Gillian Goss on Friday. I did the chat with him this morning before he went out and had a training session on Optus Stadium. He basically is pinching himself that they're here in Perth about to play in a grand form. Here's Max Gorn. It is crazy over here in Perth, obviously, with um, AFL uh, sort of lockdown rules and Melbourne lockdown rules. I haven't really seen a member of the general public since before round one. And now I'm over in uh, beautiful Perth, uh, which is basically COVID free. Um, and walking the streets of Perth sort of this week, you get a real sense of what we've been starved with in Melbourne and just how footy fanatic this place is. And um, as much as I'd love to be playing a grand final, the MCG in front of a home crowd, this is, the very next best thing. Um, this is this is a crazy footy-centric town, and I'm sure the granny's going to be a really good spectacle. The tractor has landed. Our third caller through. 13-12-55. Tractor has got himself a double pass to the men's or women's ashes test match here in Perth. Congratulations, Tractor. Forget you can get your Ashes tickets. Search Cricket Tickets and head to cricket.com.au. Congratulations. Oh, we'll get him on the line. Tractor, are you there, mate? Tractor. Goss, how are you? Congratulations, mate. You're off to the test match. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our show. To where, does tra- where does Tractor come from, mate? Yeah, nah, they'll be, there. they'll be here, mate. Where does Tractor come from? 
Uh, it's an old uh, footy, footy nickname from back in Chapman Valley days up in Geraldton. Ah, the old Chappy Valley. There it is there. Well, we appreciate you listening, and you're obviously listening on the app because everyone who called was on the app, and you were our third caller through, mate. So thanks for your support of SENWA, Sporting Goss and Gillian Goss. You're a good man. Appreciate it. No worries, Goss. Can I just say something? Yeah, as long as it's clean and uh, above board. <laughs> um, I haven't heard much mention of it on it on your station, but this week or, or starting Sunday after the uh, AFL Grand Final is the National Masters Carnival starting here, the Sea Link National Masters Carnival yep. um, being held down at Langley Plaza. And um, good opportunity for, for a lot of the 33 pluses to come along and have a look and see what they can be involved in. It's a, it's a, a great sport. Fantastic. All right, Masters Carnival starts Sunday down at Langley Park down there on the foreshore. All right, good on you, Tractor. Nice work by you. I haven't. We might make some calls and try and get uh, some more information on that. Good on you, mate. Enjoy it, and thanks for listening to our radio station. Thanks, Gosh. Good on you, mate. There's Tractor from Spearwood. He's got himself some tickets to the cricket. Uh, we'll, um, we've got more to give away, so don't go too far away. 131255 is the number you've got to put in your phone or 0487 736 736 is the number. Time to do this. Let's talk waffle footy. Wednesday, stunning day, and we'll be look out from our studios and it's just a hive of activity as, well, the South Oval on the Campfield side, the North Oval, uh, everything's getting prepared. And one man who just swanned his way into the studio is the captain of the West Coast Eagles waffle team who will be here on Saturday night supporting his brother, of course, Angus Sprayshaw, who will be playing for Melbourne. Hammer, Hammy Sprayshaw, thanks for joining us. Gosh, thanks for having me back always. Yeah, beautiful day outside today. and uh, Good. And the city is buzzing, getting ready for what will be a massive game. It's going to be huge. Now, um, how do you soak it up? I know you're still working at West Coast and in community footy and then your waffle season is over, but are you caught up in it or are you just going about your business? Well, oh, yeah, I'm just going about it a little bit. My Angus is out of quarantine, obviously, so I'm, I'm sort of catching up with him every now and again. Had dinner with him last night, so it's good to sort of see him and make it a little bit more normal, but... Um yeah, it, it's probably, I think probably when, maybe tomorrow, Friday, it'll start really sort of sinking in that yeah. Jeezy's playing in a couple of days. But no, it's a, uh, it is a very exciting time. I remember when West Coast made it in 2018, the feeling was sort of tried to be as normal as it could be in the week leading up. Uh, and then by Thursday, it was, you know, everyone was pretty ready to go. As it, Well, I wasn't playing, so I was a spectator of that. And so I think I'm, it's a pretty similar feeling to this time around. Yeah, I, uh, we had Gil McLaughlin in that very seat of yours yesterday and uh, Brett Rosebury. Uh, so we've been very lucky. We had the Premiership Cup in here yesterday yeah, saw as well. That so, yeah, it, it, you just, I mean, you are from Victoria for the best part and, and, and I've been there for it. it. In the last two days, I was with Gil McLaughlin yesterday. I was at a, had an occasion to be with him. He said he can't believe, he said he's never felt a vibe. He said this vibe for grand final is bigger than anything's had in Melbourne. Well, yeah, Melbourne, I think they've got the luxury of having it every year. So it's not as it is a yeah, massive, it's a, it's a massive event, but it's like, yeah. well, it happened last year. We're probably going to have it next Correct. year, so it's okay. Correct. I think the people of Perth were desperate to have it last year. We put the bid out for it. Didn't happen. It went to Queensland. That was fine, but I think that there was so much excitement for it last year that didn't happen, and now the fact that we've had this chance. There was rumours the last sort of month of the season, or oh, it might not be in Melbourne. Who are we going to go? 
and I think it just sort of started simmering away earlier mm. in the year and mm. bubbling, bubbling, and now it's at a red hot boil, and it's a uh, it's everyone in the town is up and about. Yeah, both teams are training at Optus Stovall uh, uh, Optus uh, Stadium here today, and then they have a captain's run on Thursday for twenty five thousand free ticket holders as well. Let's turn our attention to the WAFL. Well, I think you nailed it in two. Did you not? Subi going to beat South? Did you tip? No, I, t- I tipped. I tipped West Perth in a really tight. Contest, you were going was, well for yeah. two and a half quarters. Yeah, and then they uh, they got on top in the last. But uh, no, Subiaco, I thought, were very, very good. That was mm. a dominant game. Mm. And then Claremont just sort of, it was tight the whole way. I was watching the game and I uh, I thought West Perth, I didn't think they were ever, Claremont were ever out of it. It looked pretty close, but I think West Perth were the better team for the first sort of half. And then um, Claremont's and, skill level, I was there, yep. I was standing on Dollar's deck, uh, Skill level of Claremont was atrocious. Early, that was yeah. really what hurt them. Yeah. Otherwise, it probably would have, they would have been a bit closer. But then they got challenged in that third quarter to bounce back and then completely overrun them. Oh, yeah. And the class rose too. Oh, yeah. That Bolton goal was oh. impressive. <laughs> and just the worst bloke it could have gone to for, for <laughs> uh, West Perth because he he was 55 metres out the mark. But he can very easily ju- – he's got a massive leg and can yeah. very easily justify, hey, mate, I'm having a shot here. Soak up your 30 seconds. And he's just a phenomenal kick. And that was uh, – yeah, that was – I think he was trying to hit someone short. And yeah. I, was, I saw because the footage went on his face and he was screaming at someone to turn around. Didn't turn around. So I just thought, bugger it, I'll kick it myself. And a dual Sandover medalist uh, knocked it over. There's a reason. And you never know. He might be adding another one on, on Monday and Tuesday night. Looking forward to that, to that one as well. From what you've seen, though, I mean, now we know it. South Fremantle played Claremont. They've had three games down at Frio. One point, one point, three points. Yep. Uh, Claremont have been on the wrong side every time. I think. Yep, yes, they correct. Have. Who do you like? I like Claremont this time. Oh. I think. Yeah, I think the. Uh, I just think looking at the game last week, the confidence that they would take out of that. I think because that because the fact that they bounced back in that second half so well, I just think the belief in that team. You could see the emotion and the passion after the win, um, and even the dying sort of couple of minutes of that game. I think they're going to really. It'll be a hot emotional game, but I think they're going to ride the wave and uh, and they'll get over the top. There's does been it, too many close contests there for him to. Does it really matter who wins? No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone will beat. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone will beat Subiaco. I'd be very interested to see someone you know take it up and challenge them. But um, they are just a class team. You've obviously you know you're a big Subiaco man, and they've been this way for you know the last mm. better part of a decade and a half. So they're you know they're dominant team. They have been, and they just don't lie down, so it'll be interesting to see if someone can challenge them and, and what happens, but uh, yeah, I think this is playing for the minors. Um, so we're going for Claremont to beat South and Subi still to win the big thing. I know yep. we touched on it last week. Um, have you had any more thought in regards to the Sandover and the winner of the Sandover? I have been having a little bit more thought about it. I, um, I, I Yeah, I think Bolton will go very, very close. I think Aaron Black might go pretty close. I think it'll be who can catch Greg Clark. got seven free kicks on the weekend, yeah. Aaron Black, and Kay yep. Mitchell gave away five. <laughs> <laughs> we did say, I think we did say something about those two, the two teams that like to get under each other's skin. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be who can catch Greg Clark, and I think yeah. Bolton might I do agree. it. I agree. I yeah. think Bolton might do it. Okay, Bolton, again, to make it three, it puts him into rare air. He already is in rare uh, yeah. space as well, but he would also like a premiership. Um, now, just a quick one. The the sprint on the weekend is yep. uh, in the grand final day is Eagles v Dockers. Yep. So you've got a brother who's playing in the game. Yep. You've got a younger brother who's running in the 100. Yep. What will you be doing? I'll be sipping on an ice-cold beverage in the stands <laughs> and watching both of them. <laughs> okay. So out of West Coast... You've yep. got Rotham. Roth. Cole. Tommy Cole and Jack Petricelli. Jack Petricelli. Yep. And Luke Ryan, Andrew, and Liam Henry? Yeah. 
So yeah. it's only three, is it? Yeah, it's a six six man race. Okay. I think I, I'm not sure who would win it in a in a flat out sprint. Oh, before you go out the door, Kieran, yep. hug. Yes, Huggy. Hey, well done to Huggy, an inaugural member of the uh, the West Coast Waffle Team, and he is a well. I mean, we sung his praises earlier yeah. on this year. He and he has done for the you know he had that sort of patch where he was kicking goals and got noticed outside of the four walls, but he played pretty much the exact same way every game of the year and just. Didn't kick goals in some games, kicked goals in others and got a bit of recognition externally. Yeah. But uh, very good on him to get the internal recognition. I think the, the way that he works and the way that he's had worked all year has just been phenomenal. And he leads very well from the front. What's his nickname? Huggy. <laughs> not, not a very, not a, uh, not overly creative, but uh, no, nah, Huggy did very well. Huggy the Bear, 22.7 degrees in Perth. Hamish Brayshaw joining us on the Sporting News. 47 overs, WA in their 50-over game against South Australia, 4 for 318. Ashton Turner, 46, not out off 27 balls. Darcy Short is at the crease. Centuries to Philippi and Marsh. Get your pen and paper ready and always gamble responsibly. Talking racing, and there is no hotter jockey in this town than Sean Shooter McGruddy, and he's been kind enough to join us on a pretty lean day for rides today. He had two rides, and he had what I thought was a good thing in the last, but he's got a ride on Holyoke. He joins us now to talk all things racing. Shooter, appreciate your time. What do you do for the day before you go to the track? Well, I had a little bit of a tip then uh, just because it was after track work and caught up on some sleep, and now I've got to concentrate on losing the weight to ride Holly Oak at 54 kilos in the second last race today. Okay, so when a jockey tells me they've got to lose some weight for the day, one, how much weight do you have to lose? Two, how does a jockey lose that weight in such short time? And three, if you're losing the weight, does that mean this horse is one we should be following on the sporting goss? Well, I mainly took it because I had another ride in the second last, like you said, which was a good chance. So I thought I'll go for two. Um, it's been scratched, so now I'm going for the one. Uh, but I've only got about a kilo to lose, so um, I'll just pot around and jump in the bath, uh, Radox, and um, then we've got to spar at the race as we uh, jump in there for the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. It's, um, it's nice and warm, but it's also good for the body, obviously. All righty. Now, let's think about that. So so you don't sound to me, it sounded like this was an add-on, Hollyoak, um, without wanting to poo-poo the chances of the horse at you're not you're not sounding all that confident. No, when the weights come out, obviously your manager tries to get as many rides as they can, and um, it was for a good stable. Brett Pope, who I've ridden a few winners for, yep. and um, yeah, we were mainly excited about uh, Scorpion Storms, which unfortunately have been scratched. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things, and sometimes you can pick up extra rides, um, and sometimes you can lose rides before the day. So yeah, lean lean day today, but um, I've been quite busy of late and. I think at this stage I'm going to be busy enough on Saturday. In very good form at the moment, Shooter. Uh, a nice purple patch. Uh, what can you put that down to? Yeah, I think it's just a coincidence of um, we've got some nice chances that are going around and they're staying sound and getting to the races um, all fitting well. And then um, on the day they're having the, the run of the race and um, and getting the chocolate. So yeah, it's always nice um, when you're having a good good run like this because it makes up for the times when you're they're a bit leaner. I want to take you back to Northern last week. You won a race on protest. When was the last time? It was River Rubicon a couple of weeks ago. When was the last time River uh, you rode uh, in a race, got beat, and had a successful protest to go to first place? Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Um, I think the last one was in Albany, and that would have been a good six or seven years ago. Um, 
Yeah, and, and it's usually when the margin is as close as what it was. It was mm. a half head on the line. So usually when the margin is that close, um, you're, you're a good chance of getting it upheld. What's that? Are you confident when you go into a into a Stewart's inquiry like that, and and uh, you think, oh well, you know, beaten a half head, you know, the interference was pretty obvious. Did you did you go in there thinking this was a, a lay down that it was going to get reversed? Look, I did, but um, I've been on the end of some pretty strange decisions too. So you never count your, count your chickens before they hatch, so to speak. But um, yeah, the last two times, like I said, that I've had got it upheld, I was quietly confident that I would um, get that job done. Shooter McGrady, our guest on the Sporting Goss. Um, so you talked about Belmont. It is a you know it's a, a big day. It's a nine race program. It's an early start. Um, of course, you got the listed Blackheart Bart Stakes. What sort of rides are you look like you're getting from your manager? What, what do you look like you're going to be having a busy day? Yeah, Wolfie's going to have a good team in. Um, we've got Watch Me Dance in that Blackheart Bart Stakes. Unfortunately, she's on the outside, um, so she'll get back and and hopefully rip home late and. Um, He's got a couple other nice chances in So War, which won mm. last Saturday, so he's on the backup. But um, I think Wolfie uh, should have him fitting well for that again. And then we've got a nice one uh, called Let's Steal. He won his first start in a race at Northern the same day. He got the protest upheld on River Rubicon. So um, he's it's a bit of a sharp uh, jumping class, but um, he's a very nice horse on the way up. Okay, so we're looking forward to Saturday. Now, if you're a jockey and you go over there, you get the park early. Will you just, if you happen to score a couple of grand final tickets for Saturday night, do you just leave your car parked in the jockey's car park, mate, and we just wander over the bridge? Look, I reckon that's what I would do if I was to score a couple of grand final tickets. So uh, if anyone out there is listening, I would uh, very much appreciate too. But um, no, I haven't gotten that far yet, Goss. Um, at this stage, I'm just looking for somewhere to watch it. <laughs> Sean McGrady. So if any of our racing audiences out there and Sean McGrady has won you money as a informed jockey, do not hesitate to contact us 131255 or 0487736736. Or you can follow Shooter on social media as well. Two tickets to the grand final. If you're a punter that has loaded up, in particular in the last month or two with Sean McGrady, then the least you can do is give the great man a couple of tickets. You're not going to 2J on Sunday? No, day off. I um, didn't have a lot there that was, um, yeah, worth having uh, or missing out on my day off. So uh, <laughs> Sunday, not going. And at this stage, I'm going to Northern for one, but he looks a, a pretty good chance. Oh, okay. Would you like to share that with us? Uh, Strike. I was just going to say the name escaped me, but his name is Strike, um, trained by the Ganjimi boys. So, yeah, he looks a good chance at this stage. All righty. We'll keep an eye on that one. Appreciate your time. Uh, we'll do our best, great man. We will do our best. So, uh, of course, uh, Northam is on Monday. We'll keep an eye on that one for you as well. Appreciate your time. Good luck getting the tickets. Continued success. And we'll keep an eye on Hollyoke out there at Belmont this afternoon. Thank you, Goss. I appreciate You're it. A good man, Shooter McGrady. So thirteen, twelve, fifty-five. If you have two grand final tickets, Shooter would like to go to the races, ride a few winners, and then come across the bridge to the big game Saturday night. And if you have won money on his horses, and you would have been cashed up, then now is the time to come forward with those tickets. Thirteen, twelve, fifty-five. If you can help out a good friend of the Sporting Goss.
Uh, that's Westy. Westy and the Benchwarmers. Westy's going to be in the studio tomorrow. He's going to be playing some tunes, some live tunes on our radio station. Tom Randall talking motorsport. Riley Morgan, the life of Riley. AFL Grand Final sprinter will also, well, AFL Grand Final runner. Ollie's up on the sprint up. 13 12 55, your last chance to play in our quiz before the Grand Final quiz off with Gillian Goss on Friday morning. Thanks for your company. Well done, Pato. Well done, Chris. And thanks for everyone for listening. Here's the bench warmers. I'll be in the studio tomorrow. Have a good one. Think you know what I mean? It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.